Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Could you possibly not be the jerk for refusing to give a friend's wallet back? We'll get to that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for refusing to lend my car to my brother so he can pick up his daughter from school? A few years ago, my brother bought a gorgeous red Ferrari. As I was still in college at the time, senior year as a CS major, I asked him if I could borrow his car for a few hours to take my girlfriend, now wife, on a ride. He flat out said no to me and said he didn't trust me with it. Skipped to four years later, he eventually ended up falling on hard times and selling his car. He now drives an SUV and regularly drives his daughter to and back from school. Around this time, maybe two to three months ago now, I also get myself a Porsche 911 Carrera GT3. With the background out of the way, yesterday my brother calls me out of the blue and says he wants to talk to me. I was confused as my brother and I rarely ever talk, maybe at Christmas or Thanksgiving, but even then rarely due to in-laws and etc. I ask him what's up, and he opens up by asking me about my family and everything, just small talk. Then he asks if it was possible for me to lend him my car for just a day. Apparently his daughter loves sports cars, and he had made her a promise to drive her around in one. Remembering how he had told me no, after I begged him to let me borrow his car, I said no. He was shocked and said that he would bring it back mint condition with a full gas tank and everything. I said no, and that I don't trust him with it. This then escalated and we got into a fight where he called me a jerk and hung up the phone. I told my wife, and she said I should have been the bigger man here. She said what he did wasn't right, but what I did wasn't right either. With all this information, am I the jerk? I think not only because OP had this experience earlier in life, but OP added that they're not even really that close, as in they don't really talk. I think refusing doesn't make OP the jerk. Considering OP said they literally don't have much of a relationship, it's just kind of hitting them up because they're available and have something they want. At least I think so, do you guys agree? Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my sister her haircut isn't some big achievement? My dad died unexpectedly and relatively young. My youngest sister was three at the time. Her hair was a lot like his. It's super curly. Because of this, our mom did a lot to maintain it. Growing up, mom would spend hours on my sister's hair, and each morning was dedicated to the two of them in the bathroom, with my sister screaming and crying because brushing through it was long and unpleasant. Up until she was 13, mom insisted on washing and styling my sister's hair. She never let her cut it or dye it. When someone suggested getting it trimmed, they were kicked out of the house. I won't lie, mom was controlling at times but I thought we all knew it was because of grief and memory of our dad. Well, mom died, and the first thing my sister did was get her hair chopped incredibly short and dyed. She sent myself and my siblings a picture of her new haircut with the caption, Sharon, our mom, always said I was going to grow my hair down to my butt, not anymore. I thought it was my sister's way of grieving, but now she mentions it a lot. 
like asking how pissed do I think mom would be if she saw my hair this short. I told her after the fifth comment to stop acting like her haircut was a big achievement. It's not. Millions of people get haircuts. And she should know her hair was important to mom because it reminded her of dad. She said she wasn't supposed to be Sharon's doll or a replacement of their dad. She should have been her own person, and if I can't respect that, she doesn't need me in her life. Am I the jerk? I think OP's definitely the jerk here because they need to understand, very much like OP was quick to say, we all knew it was mom grieving of the memory of our dad. In their sister's case, they need to understand that this behavior is them experiencing life without that stranglehold over their identity. So like God forbid, now that they're free of this controlling behavior, they're going around saying, you think she would be upset if she saw this? Like entertain her, let her live her life. Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to continue punishing my daughter for not talking? This is a rough one with a lot of details I can't really cover in the character limit. I'm completely stumped on who the jerk is here now. This isn't a situation that I ever thought I would be in. I, 41-year-old male, have a 15-year-old daughter, Kat, with my soon-to-be ex, 42-year-old female. The split has been decided on for six months now, and we're trying to keep it as amicable as possible. I don't want to go into reasons for the split, it's besides the point. My ex will be the one moving out of the house, since the house was mine before we married, and we had a prenup. But I'm helping her get her things squared away to buy her own place, so we'll be living together for a while longer. Separate bedrooms. We try to make the news as easy on Kat as possible and break it over a few conversations across a month so it didn't feel so sudden and she would have the time to process things in pieces. She was upset, but she seemed to be doing okay. She's a good kid and I made it clear to her that my number one priority is her and making sure both of us get through this and have a good life. I still don't have a clear picture of what happened, but I came home from work one day to find Kat locked in her room and my ex fuming. She said they had an argument about the divorce, and Kat was disrespectful. They've been having the usual teen-daughter-mom problems for a while, so I thought it was something similar. Kat wouldn't talk to me, but she did unlock the door so I could make sure she was okay, and I gave my ex some money to go get dinner for herself so Kat would come down and eat. Since the fight, she hasn't talked to anyone, not even to her friends. Her teacher says that she'll participate in class, but she doesn't talk beyond that. I'd already started her in therapy, but she won't talk to the therapist anymore. The most I've gotten out of her is a nod when I asked if she would let me know if she needed help, or if she felt like hurting herself even if it was just a text or a note. My ex is losing her crap about it, and insisted that we take her electronics away. I resisted, but we're more than a month into this now, and I'm coming up with nothing. So we took her phone and put her on supervised computer time for a week. I told her that I wanted her to have some uninterrupted time to think so she could let me know what she needed. Nothing. Didn't phase her at all. Anytime my ex is in the house, she won't leave her room. She does her usual routine, but she just seems to mentally check out otherwise. My ex wants to ramp up the pressure and take other things away, and this is where I might be the jerk. I told her that I won't punish Kat for this anymore. I'm giving her her phone back. And if she cares about her daughter, she needs to mom up and go make whatever happened right. This isn't just willful kid stuff. She called me a jerk for implying she doesn't care about Kat and always taking her side and coddling her. My in-laws called to roast me for undermining my ex as a parent and letting my daughter be a brat. Am I the jerk? 
I definitely think there's something probably very serious going on between the daughter and the ex. Definitely not the jerk for not continuing to punish her. I don't think she needs to be punished for behaving this way. Clearly, I think she's acting out because something that we don't know went on. Our next story is, am I the jerk for snapping at my brother-in-law and threatening to never let him see my kids after he told my son to be the man of the house? My husband Dan grew up in a single-parent household. His dad died when he was young. His older brother Martin was definitely parentified and became the man of the house. Together, Dan and I have three children, Sydney, 12-year-old female, Gabe, 10-year-old male, and Charlotte, 3-year-old female. Unfortunately, Dan passed away three months ago. It's been a terrible struggle trying to balance my grief, my children's, on top of the rest of the responsibility. I have a great support system, so I have been cognizant to make sure my babies still have a childhood. I always said I wouldn't do what my mother-in-law did. Recently, I was having a bit of a tough time. Charlotte was sick, Sydney's in about a million activities, and the housework was piling up. Martin's wife Rachel offered to come by and help me out. She generously cleaned the house and looked after Charlotte while I ran Sydney to her activities. When I arrived back home, I found Martin and Gabe in the kitchen. Martin was telling him that it shouldn't have gotten to this stressful point and that he should be helping me more. He told me that he was the man of the house and it was up to him to step up. I cut in and told Gabe to not listen to his uncle, that he's a little boy and it is not his job to take over for his father. Rather, it's his job to play, go to school, and just be a kid. I sent him to play. I tore into Martin. I told him how dare he say that to my son. I said he may have been parentified, but he will not do the same to my son. If he pulled crap like that again, he'd never see my kids again. Martin told me that I was being ungrateful. He was only trying to help. He said more than anything, he was defending his wife as it's not her job to help me. I reminded him I never asked Rachel for help, she offered. Martin said she wouldn't have if I wasn't complaining about how hard my life is. Since, Dan's family has been telling me what a witch I am. They say this is all Martin knows and I was way too harsh on him, especially threatening to cut him off. They told me I need to get my crap together. My mother-in-law especially thinks I need to suck it up and expect my kids, not just Gabe but Sydney too, to help me with Charlotte. I told her off and that only made it worse. Everyone is accusing me of alienating Dan's family, which I'm not trying to do. Am I the jerk? I definitely value greatly what OP's trying to do here. I think it's a terrible thing to tell kids to try to grow up faster, that they've got to take on these responsibilities that as a 10 year old, they really don't have any business feeling obligated to take care of. A 10 year old should not have to feel like they have to hold the status of man of the house and do the things a father should do. Our next story is, am I the jerk for keeping my engagement ring after a divorce? I, 35-year-old female, was married to my ex-husband, 36, for 10 years. We divorced three years ago. We have a son together who's five. Our divorce wasn't messy. No one cheated and we agreed on everything when we divorced. We co-parent our son and he's an active father. In the divorce, it was written that I would keep my engagement ring. It was a family heirloom for my ex-husband's family and would one day give it to our son. My ex-husband has a new girlfriend. I really like her and so does my son. I invite them both over for all the events involving our son and holidays. They just had a baby girl together. I'm very excited for them both and my son's excited to have a sister. 
My ex-husband sat me down and asked me to give him the ring so that he could pass it down to his daughter since it's an heirloom and that way would stay in his family forever. I reminded him the ring is specifically in our divorce agreement and belongs to our son. He suggested we change that and he passed down something different. I said no, and I've been getting non-stop calls and texts from him about how unfair it is, because at the time he didn't also have a daughter. So am I the jerk? I mean, you've already come to a signed legal agreement, and it's still staying in the family, it's going to the son. So I don't understand what the argument here is, and it has some level of attachment to OP, so I don't think OP's the jerk as long as they make sure it goes to the son. Our next story is, am I the jerk for saying my girls need to start adapting to sharing a room? My wife and I are in the process of getting a divorce. We have two daughters that are 14 and 11. Initially, we were trying the whole, one of us stays there one week, then the other while renting an apartment. This was to keep the children in one home and have minimal disruption. However, it just wasn't working out for any of us, but especially the girls. We decided I would get my own place and my wife would keep the house, with the girls alternating between us every other week. At the house, my girls each have their own room. I tried to find a place that had three bedrooms, but they were out of my price range. At this time, I can't afford to buy a bigger house, so I'm renting. I found a decently sized apartment and decided my girls could take the master bedroom, as it's bigger and would fit two beds. I got a divider and tried to make it so they'd each have some privacy. They hate it and I understand. It's not what they're used to and they're very different. There's a lot of bickering. We've had this arrangement for a couple of months now. I've tried my best to keep the peace. I told them hopefully by next year they'll have a bigger place. My wife's been shaming me for forcing them to share a room. She says I should sleep in the living room. One, it's not big enough for a pullout or air mattress. Two, I really don't think this is a big deal in the grand scheme of things. I shared a room growing up, and was it fun? No, but it was the situation. I told my girls that I sympathize, and I understand it's hard, but they do have to adapt. My wife says I should put up with the complaining. Am I the jerk for expecting them to start adapting versus complaining every single day? I've accommodated them as best I can, the divider, letting them decorate their respective side as they want, letting one go in my room if they need a breather from the other, etc. But at this point, it's time to start learning to adapt. Am I the jerk? I think OP is definitely not the jerk. They're trying their best. That's all there is to it. If you can't afford a place with a bigger bedroom, you don't have the space for a pull-out sofa, I think it's completely understandable and I think OP's just gotta try to do their best to be the best father they can. Honestly, there might just be no winning here. Maybe the girls will forever resent OP for this. But hopefully, maybe at some point when they grow up, they'll realize OP was just trying to do the best they can. This next story is, am I the jerk for not watching kids at a cookout and leaving them unsupervised? I, 27-year-old male, was at a backyard cookout with some friends and coworkers. So the ages were late 20s to early 40s. It was a family-friendly event, so people brought their kids. They were playing in the yard while most of the adults hung out on the backyard deck. And like always, the parents saw other adults in the area and decided to just walk away and go inside. I don't know why this is a thing a lot of parents tend to do. Parents, why do you just walk away at outings and expect other people to watch your kids? I don't get it. I could see it if it's your immediate family, but even then, I would warn someone that I wasn't going to be watching for the safety of my kids. It was near the end of the night, so some people were gone. 
It was also getting dark and colder so people were inside. The kids were still running around playing outside. I decided to go home. I went inside and said goodbye to the host. Then I got in my car out front and was on my phone for a minute and someone angrily walked up to me and asked me why I left the backyard. They said I was back there and they were counting on me to watch the kids. Note that this was never said to me. They just went inside and said nothing. I was on the deck and at no point in the night was I ever paying attention to the kids. Nothing dangerous happened to the kids. The parent just saw me walking to my car and freaked out. I told her it's not my job to watch your kids, but I probably would have stuck around. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. If I was asked, I was just sitting on the deck drinking beer and minding my own business. I'd already been going back and forth from outside to socialize the whole night like everyone else. Not sure why I was the one singled out. There were times when another person happened to be outside and I was inside. Did they assume we were taking shifts? I don't get the mentality of parents, but maybe I'm the jerk here. I also want to note that the backyard is not fenced off. She brought that up a lot and I just retorted with, Even more reason to stay with your kids. The backyard was one of those open ones that opens into the forest. Before this gets out of hand, I did not drive drunk. I had a single drink and was not drunk or even somewhat tipsy. Definitely not the jerk here. I think I read a recent story that was actually very similar to this, where somebody was just sitting outside and somebody else's kid ran and fell into a pool and had to get rescued. Literally, that other person wasn't intentionally watching the kids, wasn't assigned to watch the kids. Either parent that gets upset in either of those situations deserves to be kind of reamed for being horrendous parents. Our next story is, am I the jerk for celebrating my birthday? I, female 17, have a twin sister who passed away almost a year ago. She was my best friend and losing her felt like I lost part of myself. It feels like part of me is missing. I've been in therapy which has helped me a lot. My parents though haven't been doing well. They argue a lot, which rarely ever happened before. It's made being at home difficult. Being a twin means my sister and I share a birthday. Yesterday was our birthday. I ended up missing school because I didn't think I would have been able to concentrate. My parents understood, so they let me stay home. They didn't wish me a happy birthday, though, or buy me a present. They knew what day it was, though, so I just kind of laid in bed all day. A few hours after the normal time school got out, a few close friends of both my sister came over with cupcakes, balloons, and presents. It honestly made me so happy my friends did that. We were in the basement just hanging out and talking when my mom yelled for me to come upstairs. 
She asked what was going on, and I explained what happened. She said I can't believe I went to celebrate without my sister. I said, well, it's my birthday too, and I miss my sister so much. Today's really been hard for me, but you and dad act like today just isn't our birthday. You still have me. You should still acknowledge I'm here and try to support me. She got more mad and called me selfish. We haven't talked since. It was very hard having my birthday without my twin, but help me, I feel like I just can't act like this day isn't happening. Plus, I know my twin would want me to still celebrate. OP is definitely not the jerk. They deserve to celebrate and have a great day. It's pretty disgusting that the parents would dump their trauma on OP like that and try to ruin this day for them, I don't know, seemingly forever. They very clearly, for no good reason, want to put a damper on OP on their birthday. Like, try to remember what OP's celebrating here. Our next story is, am I the jerk for asking my wife to get rid of her cats? This is a tough take, no matter how you spin it, but I'm not entirely convinced I'm in the wrong. Now, my wife is a cat person. I'm a dog person. She has three cats and I have a dog. I interact with her cats and think they're pretty cool, though it's taken them a while to warm up to me, whereas she truly just doesn't like my dog, for reasons that are justified. I simply have a higher patience and tolerance level, whereas my wife expects perfect listening skills, which is unrealistic, Though I'm willing to admit she's never asked me to rehome her outside of one single occurrence back a while ago, which was said out of frustration. Now on to the issue, my wife is currently pregnant with our fourth and last. She's a stay-at-home mom, homeschools our kids, grows our own food, and generally keeps the house clean. This isn't due to me asking or expecting it from her, but she just generally enjoys it. She only just became a stay-at-home mom when COVID hit, and honestly life has been fantastic. Less stress, she even says the same, but again she's currently pregnant. She can no longer clean the cat box. The kids, triplets, are too young to clean the cat box. It gets stinky quick and gives her migraines. Because of my long hours and generally being completely exhausted when I get home, I usually forget to clean it myself. I know that it's a me problem, but given that it's a safety issue for my wife, I think rehoming them at least until the end of pregnancy, is the best option. So I suggested it to her. She's 20 weeks, so it wouldn't be a god-awful length of time to rehome them before she got them back anyhow. She lost it, however. She told me that I'm selfish in expecting her to rehome her cats because I don't want to pick up one chore around the house. That truly isn't the case, though. I truly forget because of how exhausted I am when I get home. She then started that it would be a cold day in heck when she rehomes her cats when I get to keep a dog that no one wants but me. I will admit that the kids have zero interest in the dog. Like, none whatsoever. But they all love the cats, so maybe I am in the wrong? However, I was truly thinking of it from a safety aspect of things. And she just seems to think I'm being selfish. Am I the jerk? 100% OP is being extremely selfish. Because your wife is pregnant and it's a little harder for her during this time to pick up the slack, you want her to just give up her pets that she loves and has cared about for however long you've had them? Definitely not. 100% you know if the cards were flipped and OP was the one pregnant and they were the ones that cared deeply about their cats, they would want their wife who works hard long days and comes home so tired to clean up the litter box for them. This next story is... Am I the jerk for calling out a family member for giving fake gifts? For graduation three years ago, my uncle, 53-year-old male, gave me, 25-year-old female, 
a $100 gift card. But when I went to use it, the teller said there was only $6 on the card. I assumed it was a mistake and didn't say anything to him. For Christmas two years ago, he gave me a $50 gift card, which was $25 over what the limit per person was. When I went to use it, the teller said it had never been activated. I again didn't say anything, but thought it was odd it happened twice. Last year, I finished grad school, and my uncle loudly announced to everyone at my party that I should get an email with a digital gift card, and that it should help me pay for new furnishings when I move. I checked my email that night, and had nothing in my inbox or spam. I waited a few days, then texted him and mentioned I didn't get an email, just to make sure he used the correct email address. He never responded. I finally hit the limit this Christmas when he handed me a $100 Visa gift card and announced that he'd been doing well at work and wanted to be generous. I thanked him and checked the balance later and saw that there was only around $3 on the card. The next day when my grandma said she was going to the mall, I said I would go too to use my gift card. I tried to use it with her standing next to me and when the teller said there was insufficient funds, she was shocked. I logged into the website where you can check the balance and showed her that the card had been spent months ago and how little remained. She seemed confused and when we got to the car, I mentioned that this happened every single time uncle gave me a gift card. She got pissed and called him and told him off for bragging about being generous but giving out fake or used cards. He later texted me and said I was wrong for calling him out in front of his mother and that he'd been having financial issues he wanted to keep quiet. I responded by saying I gave him the chance to fess up the time before about the email gift card, but he wouldn't answer, and that if he was having financial issues, he shouldn't have bragged about going over the prescribed gift amount and just actually spent $25. Am I the jerk? Definitely not the jerk. I feel like if somebody is legitimately going through a tough time, although they might have a hard time just admitting that or saying that, it should be understandable. If you tell somebody, I really did want to get you a gift, even if it was just a gift card, but I just don't have the money for it right now, I feel like most people would understand. I certainly would. I would appreciate the honesty. Like, even just that sentiment would be wonderful. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my dad my therapy journal was never meant to be family reading and he should have minded his own business? I, 17-year-old male, went to therapy when I was 11. My dad sat me down before sending me and told me that he was worried about me and our family, that I didn't seem to be taking him remarrying and having half-siblings well, and that he was worried I would end up isolating myself in the future, and that I would hurt my half-siblings when they realized I clearly favored my full-blood siblings over them. He asked me to give therapy a go to see if I could find a way to process mom not being there and move on to fully accept my half-siblings and maybe even to see my stepmom as something more than his wife. I told him I'd go. First therapist was a bust. She spent the whole session talking about religion. Dad didn't send me back. Second therapist was different. He saw that therapy wasn't something I was totally comfortable with, and he set me up with a therapy diary. He told me to call it my therapy notebook, my therapy scrapbook, or whatever made it feel the most comfortable for me but he told me I could write stuff I could not express out loud. He also told me I could write stuff to bring up in future sessions. Early sessions, I wrote a lot about missing my mom and the family we should have and how things would never be the same. 
After a while, I also wrote down how I felt like my half-siblings could never mean as much to me as my full siblings, because my full siblings and I shared our parents, and there was this more natural bond. I wrote how I didn't think I would ever love my half-siblings, but I still thought they were part of my family, and I hoped that they would have good lives. There were some notes in it about how something happened and I missed my mom and I wish my dad's wife and half-siblings could go so we could get mom back. That was maybe written three or four times. There was also a page where I talked about how I wanted a tattoo of the family I wanted us to be and how that wouldn't include my dad's wife or my half-siblings. I did three years of therapy and then ended it and threw the diary out, but dad fished it out and decided to keep it. Then he read it then showed his wife. They left it where the kids found it and then read it as well. Now everything has gone crazy. My dad ended up confronting me and we argued because he told me I'd written some very unfair things. I told him therapy can't always change how you feel, just how you act. He said he didn't send me to therapy to act the part. I told him he was getting off the point and he should never have read the diary, shared it around, etc. He said that he was my father and he had a right to read it. I told him that diary was in none of his business and never should have been family reading. He told me that's a poor point to make when I wrote that my half-siblings were unlovable or simply having the wrong mother. We're not talking now, but he made it clear I was wrong here. Am I the jerk? 100% not the jerk. This father completely violated your privacy. Honestly, if you ask me, hardly treating you like a father at all. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not returning my friend's wallet? So this guy I hang out with has almost the exact same wallet as I do. Size, color, stitching, just the texture of our wallets is slightly different. So anyways, we were hanging with some friends and decided to call it a night. While I was grabbing my stuff to leave, I grabbed his wallet by mistake. I'd already thrown my own wallet in my gym bag I kept with a change of clothes because I go straight after work. I got all the way home without realizing. I lived 20 minutes away and it was raining at 11 o'clock at night. So I get a phone call maybe 5 minutes after I get home. Hey man, do you have my wallet? I check my pocket and sure enough, it's there. Tell him, I'm sorry, I have it. He said, well, I need you to drive it back to me. He doesn't know this, but I have to be at work at 8 in the morning and leave at 12 the next morning. But I didn't say this. I just asked him if I can bring it to him early tomorrow. I know I messed up. He said, no bud, you messed up. I work early in the morning and I want to go out so I need my wallet. You've got to bring it to me, man. You messed up. You've got to make it right. I said, dude, it's raining and late and he said, I don't care, man. That's my property. I said, well, of course, but we're friends and you should be able to trust me. He said, that's not the issue. That's my property and you can't keep it. If you don't bring me my wallet, you're no longer allowed at my house. Oh? Well, I guess I'm no longer allowed at your house and you can come get your wallet tonight if you really want to go out so badly this late. Otherwise, you can wait till the morning before I go to work. And he decided to come get it. I ended up giving him 20 bucks as well since he drove out. And I guess we aren't friends anymore. Am I the jerk? 100% massively the jerk. OP did make an incredible mistake here and they weren't even willing to own up to it and make it right. You want him to come to you to pick up their wallet? I'm sure their wallet probably has their driver's license in it, right? I mean, sure, nothing probably will go wrong, but God forbid he gets pulled over by some random chance. You're definitely not friends with him anymore because OP is a terrible friend. Return the wallet. God forbid you gotta lose an hour of sleep. 
But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.